Hello, my friend, and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw, and I'm so thankful that you are joining me for this step we are going to take together. We are celebrating Pentecost, a wonderful opportunity for us to be open and become more aware of the gift of the Holy Spirit in us, the Spirit that makes us one with God, with each other, and with the whole creation. Let's bow our heads and pray so that we can receive the word for what it is, God speaking to us directly. Let us pray. O God, who by the mystery of today's great feast, sanctify your whole church in every people and nation, pour out, we pray, the gifts of the Holy Spirit across the face of the earth, and with the divine grace that was at work when the gospel was first proclaimed, fill now once more the hearts of believers, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And strangely, as it began, the Easter season ends, strangely in the way we have been celebrating, of course. Uh, and with, today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, which is the last feast in the Easter time. Feast that allows us now to look at the whole work that God has accomplished in Christ to be complete. And therefore, now that we have contemplated the love that God has for us, in giving us his son, the love that the son has for the father and us, that he gave up his own life. Now we receive the Holy Spirit so that we can not only understand it better, but we have been given the great gift with the Holy Spirit to make this gift, the love of God, personal. And when through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, when we receive this love, it becomes alive in us and it becomes transformative. Meaning, look at this. As the Holy Spirit started, he is the protagonist, he is at the very beginning of our history of salvation. Before creation, the Spirit was hovering over creation. And then we see him in the story of Pentecost that we heard from the first reading. He transformed this group of fearful people. They were gathering a space 
into the body of Christ, into the people who change the world the most. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? But uh, the Feast of Pentecost is really not a Christian holiday. It was already in Judaism, and uh, the beginning was connected to the harvest. Pentecost is a Greek word that means 50, 50 days from Passover. And therefore, it was connected to the harvest, to the gathering of the gifts that God has given us. Later on in Judaism, the holiday was then connected with the reception of the law, with the reception of Torah. In fact, the story of Pentecost that we heard, read from uh, the book of Acts, contains a lot of the vocabulary that we read in the story of Sinai when Torah was received. We have special effects, we have sound, we have light, we have fire. That is, God has always been into special effects. Um, why? Because he knows how to get our imagination. All these symbols, all these signs make us reflect on who we are and who God is doing. It op they, they open our mind, right? But sometimes they confuse us as well. Sometimes we are looking for the sign rather than the giver of signs. This is the Feast of the Holy Spirit. And I have to tell you that the Holy Spirit continues today to be the most misunderstood person of the Trinity. We are more familiar with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but not with the person of the Holy Spirit. And it also, honestly, Christian art, I don't think it helped us much because now when we look at icons, we always look at the bird, right? So there is the old man with the beard, there is the younger man with the beard, and then there is the bird, like it's their pet or something. But obviously that, I'm telling you what I experienced when I was growing up, looking at all, all these pictures, you know, Mary, uh, that the Annunciation, there was a bird somewhere. There is always a bird. There is always the Holy Spirit represented like a bird. So it, it almost... That, although there is a meaning why that dove was there, uh, it, it gave me the feeling that it's not really a person, but it is. And it is actually the perfect love that comes from the Father and the Son. It took us a long time to get to that point, meditating on the, who the Holy Spirit is. But it is the Holy Spirit that transforms all of us because it allows us to become aware of who we are. And it is the Holy Spirit that allows us to proclaim and profess and make whatever we believe real. That's what Paul is saying in the second reading. Nobody can say Jesus is Lord without the ministering intercession of the Holy Spirit. This is a very important uh, thing for us to keep in mind because we want the Holy Spirit, as we uh, said, as a responsorial psalm, renew the face of the earth. How do you think the Holy Spirit is going to renew the face of the earth? By renewing us. We are the face of the earth. And we need to, therefore, start claiming, really allowing the Holy Spirit to change us. Sometimes we want somebody else to renew the face of the earth because we are good. The Holy Spirit is supposed to transform somebody else. I'm good. But unless I change my mind, the Holy Spirit is still not able to because I'm frustrating the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
because I'm locking myself in their room where they were. The Holy Spirit allows us, therefore, to understand the centrality of Christ. Look at what's happening. You see, the Gospel of John also has a story of Pentecost. It's different than the story that Luke gives us, but there is a reception of the Holy Spirit in this story as well. And even in the Gospel, we see a transformation of the people. They are gathered, they are fearful, but Jesus shows up. And where, where, where does he stand? It doesn't stand in front, not in the back, but in the center. The centrality of Jesus, having Jesus in the midst of us at the center. It means that now every single person can relate to Jesus in the same way. There is no somebody who has more Jesus than we do. Do you understand how beautiful that, that image is? That now everybody can see him. It's not like when I go to the movie theater or to the theater or movies or at concert. You know, you are seated based on how much you pay, right? Um, and, and of course, no matter how much you pay your ticket, there is always the tallest person in, in the house seated right in front of you. Now, in the church, we understand this completely differently. Jesus is in the midst. Everybody has access. Everybody can see, and he can see everybody. And in this situation, Jesus does something amazing. He shows his hands, the marks of the wound, to his own people. Look, we are wearing, the liturgical color is red. Red reminds us of the of a fire, of love, passion. But it's also the color of Palm Sunday. It's also the color of Good Friday. Because the disciples saw the marks of the wound, they were filled with joy. Yes. God's love is real. God loves riches to each one of us in a very powerful way. And because of that connection with the cross and resurrection of Jesus, we can be open to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit changes us. Look at what Jesus is saying. He says, whomever sins you forgive are forgiven. It means that the very first thing that the Holy Spirit does in building up the body of Christ is to re-establish connection, relationships, based not on what you have done, what you have done, what you have done, what I have done, what you have done, but what you have done, but on what God has done. And therefore, it allows us to see each other as forgiven, as beloved, as worthy of love, because God loves you, and so I can love you as well. Do you understand? But that is possible because of this journey that we're doing, of changing our mind because we live the gospel, changing our whole life because we receive Jesus in the sacrament. This is Christianity. Christianity is understanding that I've been given this wonderful gift, God himself, who makes, us, makes me, makes all of us aware that by grace we've been forgiven. We live in this constant state of being forgiven and forgiving because we have Jesus at the center. The centrality of Jesus allows us to 
see things differently, and be able to receive the Holy Spirit. So now the promise that God made to write the law, the new law, on the heart of people can be, has been achieved by Pentecost. Now we know that because Christ is at the center, because we know that his love is relevant, we behave as Christ. And because at the center of God, that is love, the way we ought to live can only be marked by love. The Holy Spirit, the love, the, the perfect love, comes in us and transforms us. Transforms us into what? Into Christ, who is love. What then? We love. Loving means I'm considering you more important than me. I cannot love you. We have been talking about this, right? I cannot love you by holding on to something because there is the temptation of loving me by loving you. But I'm still loving me. The Holy Spirit tells us that yes, there is love, but we are called to a greater love. Love that is given to the point of giving oneself as Christ. The Holy Spirit also does something amazing in the story of... Uh, uh, Pentecost, he makes people speak and understand in a different way. And who, how I wish we could ask for this gift today. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. You know, sometimes I am kind of, it's interesting, and believe me, I've been through all these mistakes that I'm telling you. I, I made them all. You know, I, in a meeting, we were starting the meeting by invoking the Holy Spirit, because that's what we're supposed to do. But we didn't even think twice about what the Holy Spirit was saying because we were focused on what we wanted to do. You know, there is a little joke that when people invoke the Holy Spirit, by the time the Holy Spirit comes, they already finished the meeting, you know. Like, we already decided, now we just want the, the approval of the Holy Spirit. Not how it works. But it will allow us, therefore, and I hope that we develop this attitude of listening to the Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, I'm in a situation here. I don't know what to do. Send your Holy Spirit. I need to be renewed so that this relationship must be renewed. And look at the gift of tongues. Forget about the other tongues. Let's talk about the way we speak. We use the one we have. Sometimes we need, sometimes we must always ask the Holy Spirit whenever we address someone to speak in tongues. In, uh, we, to speak Tune in with the voice of the Holy Spirit. When somebody is, listening, is speaking to us, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to make me understand. In the story, not only was Peter talking in a way that it was understood, but people were understanding. The miracle happens both ways. The speaker and the hearer had to be renewed. This is the difference we make, and this is how we make the difference in the world. If we behave like everybody else, tell me, how can the Holy Spirit be, be renewing the face of the earth? And sometimes we are frustrated. How many people left the church because this God is not working? Well, we want God to do what we want, and things are not really going well. So probably we need to change the plan, and the plan is, let's put Jesus at the center. Let's put, let's put Jesus in the midst. 
so that we can receive the Holy Spirit, so that we can speak effectively and listening in a very crucified way, so that we can hear Jesus speaking to us. You see how now we become more church? Because the moment I die, Christ can rise me, bring me back to new life, and together, as we celebrated last Sunday, we can go up, 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 because where the head is, the body hopes to go, right? That was the, the Feast of the Ascension. So now we understand things a little bit better. And as we bring to close the liturgical season of Easter, we want to humbly lay down our lives and say, send the Holy Spirit. I need to be renewed. I need to be made new. I want to be the new creation that baptism has started in me. And that's when we can find the fire. That's where we can find the new enthusiasm that will allow us to open up the doors and reach out to every single person with one single message. God loves you immensely. And so will we. Because now we are the way God loves each other and the world. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that he is allowing us to be reborn. Today, traditionally, it's also the birthday of the church. And all of us as church are called to be reborn. So today, happy birthday, we are renewed, it's pushing reset. Forget what happened yesterday. We want to start afresh. We want to start as body of Christ. And we bring to the altar the church of all around the world, both the one in heaven and the one here on earth, so that we can remain united with Jesus, who is always present in our midst, knowing that no matter what, we will be renewed, and it only takes is a yes, a yes to do the will of God, and that will bring us a whole new life, the life that we all want to experience. And I hope you felt inspired to acknowledge the word and uh, take on the challenge to become more aware what God has done for you, in you, and through you. I wish you well. I ask you to continue to pray for me and all the priests and know that we are all praying for all of you, that indeed together we may experience a new Pentecost. God bless, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.